0: hello it is Thursday July 16th my name is Trent Reinsmith. I'm the host of the daily come on now MMA podcast and it's time for a new episode uh, so if, if you if you noticed the uh, no intro music today something happened with the uh, with the new Mac and lost some stuff so I'm going to try and get that fixed for the next episode. So things are going to be a little goofy I think today but just bear with it and I'll I'll get everything corrected for the next episode. So what I want to start with now is Colby Covington. So Covington posted what he said was a fight agreement for August 22nd and that the fight card was going to be headlined by a fight between Covington and Tyron Woodley. Or as Covington and his wicked sense of humor wrote, Tyrone. So no signatures are on this alleged fight agreement. Covington's not on it. Woodley's not on it. Just some names and a date. So is it real? Maybe. Is it fake? maybe but that's not really what i i want to talk about uh, what i want to talk about is is covington himself so Co- we all know covington shtick is the, is the maga guy and if whether it's real or not i don't know but what he what he's showing me and showing all of us is this guy who's more or less he's racist Um, He's xenophobic, and he's just not a a very tolerant person. And whether that's a character or not, I don't care, because what you show me is what I assume you are. So if you show me that you're a racist, if you show me that you're xenophobic, then I'm going to have to assume that's what you are. And don't give me this wrestling uh, character shtick, because that doesn't work. That's not... No, I'm not buying it. And... So, the problem is, now you're uh, attracting a certain kind of fan. And that certain kind of fan was the one that... Uh, was the first comment I saw on Covington's Instagram post. And so that fan um, wrote Tyrone, again, with the Tyrone. Tyrone, quote, race card Woodley, pussing out again. What's this, like the fifth time he ducked Colby Covington? He knew it looked bad for the cowards from Black Lives Matter for him to get whipped by a man who represents the man our great president Donald Trump hashtag facts, and then there is the uh emoji making the okay sign, which in this case I'm gonna assume is not the okay sign, uh, more uh the white power sign. And so, yeah, that's the kind of fan Colby Covington's attracting, just flat out showing his ass and, you know, showing that he too is is a racist. So this is stupid. Um So that's the kind of fan that Covington's attracting. And again, this goes back to Colby Covington. I don't know if Colby Covington's racist, but I do know these fans that he's attracting, at least this one. And I'm sure if I went And this was the first comment I saw. So I'm sure if I go digging through these things, I'm going to get into some other nastier bullshit. And okay, so now what am I supposed to believe about Colby Covington? Because he's not going to denounce these people. And no, so if you don't denounce it, then you support it by silence. And then I go back to my original conclusion that yeah, you're racist because if someone calls me a racist or a, a, a you know any anything of that you know that nature racist xenophobic anything like that that offends me because I know it's not true and that's and then so I'm going to i'm gonna speak out and i'm gonna set that straight and if I have somebody that you know Supports me and they're racist. I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell him to go, to go screw, because I don't I don't need that either. I don't want the support of some knucklehead like that, and I would I would imagine that most people wouldn't want to want somebody like that to support them. But Colby Covington is fine with that, and so if you're fine with that, then. You know, you're, you're in my book, you're pretty rotten and you're also then a, a racist because if you don't denounce something like that, then you get painted with that same brush. And if you don't like that, then speak up about it. Covington's not doing that. So tough shit for him. And uh, yeah, that's what I think. This next one is a, a clip from Jared Gordon's post-fight interview from Wednesday's card in Abu Dhabi. So it's, it's a pretty lengthy clip, but I, I want to play the entire thing because I, I think it's important that everyone know just what this guy went through to get to Abu Dhabi. So here's the clip of of Jared Gordon and what he went through so he could compete on Wednesday night.
1: Well, Jared, certainly these are uh, crazy times for everybody, but it seems like it's uh, especially crazy for you, man. So can you just talk about just getting, getting to this moment, everything you've had to go through? Oh, my God, it was such a mess. So like two weeks ago, well, two weeks before I flew to Vegas, I wake up one day. I'm like in and out of sleep, and my fiance is like, Jared, you're burning hot. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you have a fever. But I was like in and out of consciousness, and I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> and she turns over, and she touches me. She's like, you are on fire. So she got a thermometer, and I had like 102-something fever. And I was like, oh, no, I must have got coronavirus, because I live in Florida. I think we have like the most cases in like in the world right now. So I'm like, oh wow, like what else could it be? Everyone has coronavirus right now, I must have got it. So I went, I got tested like three times in one week, negative, I got an antibody test, negative. I was taking all these different tests, they're all negative, so I'm like, all right. So it took me like a week to recover, but the day after I I woke up with that fever, my fiance had a miscarriage. Uh, She was like 10 weeks along, and I was like in dad mode. I was like, I'm gonna be a dad. Like, I was like looking at strollers and shit to buy. Her. <laughs> and uh, she had a miscarriage, and it was a miserable time for both of us. You know, um, she, we were obviously both spiritually and mentally and emotionally, physically drained. Obviously, she was physically in pain. It took like four days for her to, you know, go through it all. And uh, like after like four days, she wakes up and she's like, my throat hurts. And I'm like, eh, you had a rough week, so you're probably just feeling a little... But she, she owns a... Uh, she was on that American Ninja Warrior show. So we opened a gym, an American Ninja Warrior obstacle course gym. And uh, she was like, I have to get tested before I go back to the gym because there's kids everywhere. You know, I'm not gonna go back to the gym and spread around coronavirus. So we both go get tested. I get my result. I'm eating food, I get my results. And I'm like, oh, negative, thank God. She comes out of the room with her phone and in red letters, it says positive, and I'm like, "This was 10 days before I left for Vegas." I'm like, "Holy shit!" And she's like, "You got to leave the apartment. You can't be here." So like, I'm eating food, and like, and at the drop of a dime, I had to get pack all my stuff for Abu Dhabi, and I'm like, uh, "Gear, mouthpiece, cup, <laughs> supplements, clothes." I'm just like throwing all my stuff in the bag. I had to like, go to like different stores because I left stuff at home and she didn't want me coming back inside. So I go quarantine at a rental unit that she owns uh, a couple miles from us. Luckily it was furnished and empty. It's never empty. Luckily it was empty. Um, so she had coronavirus. The symptoms never got that bad, but she had it for like 14 days, 15 days. She just started feeling better like a couple days ago. So I leave. I quarantine by myself. Everyone in my gym Was testing positive. My coaches, Gilbert Burns, obviously, I was training with him days before that. Uh, Herbert Burns was supposed to corner me, but couldn't because he was with his brother and they wouldn't let him come. Lost all my corners. Uh, So the week leading up to going to Vegas, I... I got to get tested, I'm not going to show up to Vegas and be positive. So on the Wednesday before I left, I got tested and apparently the place I was going to, I was spending $300 a test to get like same day results. Um, The place I was going to apparently had like the best machine for accuracy. So I got tested on uh, Wednesday negative, I go back Friday negative. I was going to do it Saturday, but it was 4th of July, so they were closed. So I left Sunday thinking, all right, and I was quarantined. I was going to, like, supermarkets and stuff like that, but, like, I was staying away from people. Um, I flew to Vegas, got there, got tested, negative. Great, I'm going to Fight Island. Then Paul, I'm hanging out with Paul Felder at the hotel. He flies from Philly next to Dean Thomas, who tested positive, so they make Paul quarantine, and now I'm freaking out. Oh, my God, I was hanging out with Paul all day yesterday. We were running together, sweating on each other, like hanging out. I'm going to get coronavirus now. So I fly here. I get tested. I find out Paul's good. They're going to make him stay as long as he gets a couple more negatives. They'll send him to Fight Island. So I fall asleep at whatever it was, four or five in the morning when we got here. Got tested, went to my room. I wake up from a phone call at like 4 o'clock p.m. from Mick Maynard. Mick Maynard never calls me because he is not the matchmaker for my division. So I'm like, this is got to be bad. So he called, uh, hey, he, hey, mate, it's Mick Maynard. I was like, what's up? <laughs> he was like, there he is. <laughs> he goes, I got some bad news, mate. And I was like, what? He's like, uh, your results came back positive. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is impossible. It has to be. So now. I'm like, oh, my fight's off. In my head, I'm like, I better get paid. (laughs) I, I came all the way over here. I'm freaking out. Everything I went through for this to happen, and now I'm putting everything together. I flew on the plane with everyone, the UFC staff, all the commentators, the production team, Dana White. I took a picture hugging him, Bisping, Matt Serra, and Matt and Bisping posted that picture so the whole world sees it. So if I... Actually, had the virus. Oh, like that would have botched all of UFC's plans. Like they had a foolproof plan. Not, I guess it wasn't foolproof. And it would, have, so now I'm in my room. I gotta wait 12 hours for the next results. I'm staring at my phone waiting for a phone call. Now I have to cut weight and train. I'm not training. I showed up to my room and there was a display of cookies that said, Welcome to Fight Island on it. I got that phone call from Mick and I just, I just looked at the cookies right away, you know, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm, I want to eat all the food in my room. They were, you know, giving us that quarantine menu food. I have to work out on my balcony by myself. I've been working out for tw- for 14 days by myself. Every workout I did for two, three times a day was by myself. That's hard to get motivated to do that. Yeah, I'll go running every, I go running every week, but most of my workouts, we're teammates, we're coaches, we're holding mitts, we're getting happy, we're excited, we're having fun. I gotta do every workout on my own in Florida in 98 degree heat, 100% humidity, it's worse feeling than here. It's hotter here, but it's more humid in Florida right now. But I got through it, and then I had to cut weight. I cut 12 and a half pounds yesterday, my first time going back to 45 in three years but I had a dominant performance, wanted to finish. I thought it was a little boring. What'd you think?
0: Boring or not, um, Gordon won a, a pretty dominant performance. He went uh, 30, 26 by three. So yeah, I mean, for everything he went through, be a, a little forgiving on if if he thought the uh, performance was boring but yeah so Jerry Gordon went through a lot of shit just to get to uh, to Fight Island and I don't know what he gets paid uh, because it's kind of hard to get disclosed pay on someone like Gordon Um, last fight I find here uh, that he had a disco disclosed pay was 16 grand and that was three fights ago so he's two and one since then so he's probably not making um, all that much yet so all that just for a not a very good payday so good so yeah so rough 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 fight week for mr gordon so hopefully things work out and when he gets home everything is okay with him and his fiance so yeah real tough real tough fight week for for jerry gordon so and his family so glad that he got the win and you know didn't get half of his pay for his efforts the leading into the rematch between Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky, my feeling was that Volkanofsky's team, specifically Eugene Behrman, who is one of the best minds in MMA best game planners and best coaches, my feeling was that they were going to change up the their game plan for the rematch because if they didn't, then you, then Holloway would probably have trained to that plan that they had for the first fight. And he'd be able to counter and, and, and deal with, with what Volkanovsky offered. And that didn't happen. So Volkanovsky and his team more or less used the same game plan and Behrman spoke to Luke Thomas about this and I just want to I want to play this clip because it it it, it goes a long way towards e- explaining what Behrman was thinking and how impressed he was with Holloway and his team
2: uh, I look and and I think a little bit more credit always Max's team never gets mentioned that much. I don't know why, like that is a brilliant team. I'm telling you, that is like one of the most underrated teams I've ever come across. And I've studied them in depth. They are very, uh, you know, strategically very good team. They know what they're doing. Look, they took a gamble this time and it didn't quite pay off for them, but, uh, man, I was, I always questioned whether they should have taken that gamble. I was one of the people that think they can't. They can't possibly do it. And look what they did. They merely pulled it off. Max, what an athlete. Um, you know, the only other person that I thought could – the only person, other person that I know that could have learned, you know, that sort of mastery in that short of time is Israel Sonia And um, now you can add Max Holloway. To to that list because he got a pretty good grasp of something he's never done his whole career in such a short amount of time, and he nearly got us.
0: So that's uh, that's some high praise from from Behrman, and what what Holloway did was impressive. I mean, under under far less than ideal circumstances, he and his team broke down. What Volkanovski did in the first fight, and like Behrman said, nearly earned his title back through those efforts. And I don't think I don't think Holloway is getting enough credit for that. Um, he took uh, he took a ton of information, absorbed it. Fought a different fight from what he usually fights, and almost got his title back. And maybe that's why Holloway was so—I um, I, was—I don't want to say easygoing, but or accepting. But he took the loss with the with a lot of with a lot of class, and and just it figured all right, lost this one this is the feeling I got was like alright lost this one gonna move on still only 28 still a lot of time I can get this back and uh, yeah Max Holloway has a champion's mindset and it's gonna take him some time to move to get back up to the uh, to to another title shot but if is Still the champ when that happens bearman and and company better uh better have a different game plan because by then Volkanovsky will be i'm I'm sorry Holloway will be tuned in to that and he will'll uh, probably be able to shake things up, but I would expect that if this happens for a third time that seeing what they saw the second fight Behrman and company are not going to uh, just go with the same plan this time no matter what the circumstances are Um, so I'm going to wrap it up on that this was uh, I don't not one of the better episodes Uh, just technically I was having some problems and I'm going to take the weekend and work through this and um, come next week figure out what's going on, um, and, and try and up, up, up the game a little bit. So until then, stay safe, and I will talk to you next week.